This is a Stand with Lynette podcast. You have episode 32, Small, Simple, and Joyful with Abigail Miller. What would your life be like if you knew you could stand firmly on the covenant path, come what may? My name is Lynette Shepard, and I am here to help you do just that. If you are a Latter-day Saint woman with a desire to brighten your faith as the world grows darker, you are in the right place. Together, let's stand. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to Stand with Lynette. I'm so happy that you're here. I always feel honored when I think that there are actually people listening to what I have to say. I often record in the quiet of my bedroom all alone and I you just never know who's going to be listening on the other end. So I'm happy that you're here. It makes me feel really honored to be your guide along at least part of your journey back to Jesus. I love that you're here to talk about him and to talk about covenants and to talk about standing with him because that's one of my favorite things to talk about if you haven't figured that out yet. Things in my world have been a little bit mixed up because I had a new grandbaby who was born just last week. And the plan was for me and my husband and my daughter to go and visit them in Utah for just a couple of days. We were going to stay for the weekend. And rather than just staying for a couple of days, I ended up staying for a whole extra week. So I got a little bit behind in all of the work that I was doing. I didn't even bring anything with me. In fact, I only brought two sets of clothes that lasted me for eight days because it was just a little bit crazy, like I said. And I was so happy to be able to do that and to snuggle with this new little bundle of joy, but I did get a little bit behind. And my plan was today to publish a solo episode because I want to kind of alternate interview, solo episode, interview, solo episode. At least that's my thought for right now. But I wasn't able to get that solo episode recorded because I was playing grandma. So I have another interview for you today and I'm so excited to share it. It is with my friend Abigail Miller who is just filled with gospel light. I loved our conversation and I am so excited to share it with you. But before we get there, I just wanted to thank all of you who not only listen, but those who have left ratings or reviews for the show. Those help so much in just helping other people to find the show because Apple shows it to more people if we get more interaction, more ratings, more reviews. So thank you so much for those who have left reviews and ratings. You help to make this podcast possible. And I invite you, if this podcast has affected you in any way, for the, for the better, hopefully, and you haven't yet left a rating or review, will you take just a minute to do that? That would be so amazing. That would help me out so much, and I would be so grateful. All right, my friends, without further ado, let's get to my interview with Abigail Miller. Hello, hello, my friends. I'm so excited to introduce you to my new friend, Abigail Miller, who is here today to share her story with us and her journey of faith. And I'm so happy that you're here. Welcome, Abigail. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, you're so welcome. Thank you. Can you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yeah. So um, I was born and raised in Alaska. And then I left to go to school at BYU-Idaho in Rexburg when I graduated high school. And then I would come back in the summers to work. And I met my husband at church there while, we were, while I was working back in Alaska. And then I graduated. We got married. 
and we moved to Ohio and had our first baby. And then we moved, well, we had our second baby also in, in Ohio, and then we moved to Maryland. But I am sixth out of seven children. And I, and, you know, I often forget about it because I just see us all as like full siblings, right? But two of my siblings are adopted from China. And then I have two siblings that my mom had before she joined the gospel and met and married my dad. Wow, that's so cool. Okay, so Alaska, what was it like to grow up in Alaska? Well, I loved it. I know a lot of people might think it's a little bit extreme there. Um, And it can be sometimes it's all about nature. And that's, I think that's one of the best ways that I, like, I feel peace in seeing God's work is in nature. Because it's just so amazing the things that, that he's created and that that we get to see in just our everyday lives, especially in Alaska. So, I love that. I've never been to Alaska. I hate the cold. <laughs> We're on the other extreme in Phoenix with the desert and the heat, but I see pictures and it's just amazing. Like I totally connect with God through nature too. So I would love to go visit maybe in the summertime sometimes. That's okay. You can go in the summer, then it's like bright for 22 hours a day and warm. How, so. I've always wondered, like, how do you sleep? <laughs> I think I think some of us are just used to it, but I know transplants, like people who move there have to like wear blackout covers uh-huh. on their eyes when they sleep and blackout blinds. Yeah. It's just habit, what I'm used to. It just works. Okay, so you grew up in the gospel then? Yes, my mom is a convert and she joined just around when she was 30, like a little bit before. And honestly, sometimes I forget because she has such a strong foundation and she taught us such a strong foundation that I don't ever imagine her like being without the gospel. And so I'm really grateful that I grew up with that because that's, that's a blessing that not everybody gets. And so I was really grateful for it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. You mentioned that your husband is in the military. Is that correct? Yes. He went to the Air Force Academy and, um, you know, they have to do their amount of time to make up for it, like, because they're paid to go to the Air Force Academy. And so they have to stay in the military for a certain number of years. And we've just realized kind of the blessings we can get out of it, because they've paid him to go on and get his master's degree. And, you know, there's a good chance they may pay him to go on and get his doctorate. And so, I mean, because of taxes, but because of the blessings that we have, he's been able to do well in school and been able to move forward and get this further education. That's awesome. It sounds like it's been a blessing for you guys. So that's, that's amazing. Okay. So when I was reading through your application, like your answers to the survey questions, um, before in the prep work for this episode, one thing that just jumped out of the page for me off of the page for me, and I've never met you in person is that you are just filled with joy. I can see that now that we're like across the screen, like you just like glow, like you joy just leapt off the page of your answers. So can you tell me a little bit about what that looks like for you? Like, do you feel like living the gospel is a joyful thing and how do you find joy in living the gospel? Oh yeah. And, um, That reminds me of the quote that I've been seeing circling around. I think it's President Nelson where our joy doesn't come from the circumstances of our life, but the focus of our lives. So yeah, I I sometimes question how people can get through trials if they don't have God in their lives, because that's the way that I look through it. I, everybody has struggles. I've just come to realize 
especially after I married my husband, that there's not as much that I need to worry about. Um, cause I, I, I feel like it's genetic. Me, me and my mom are really big warriors and I used to stress about things so much. My husband's really logical. He's always just like, well, if you can't do anything about it, then why are you worrying? <laughs> and of course that's easy to say, but I have seen the straightforward difference of when I'm reading my scriptures every day and when I'm praying every day and when I'm, when I'm doing what God commands us to do, I'm just, every time I've done it, I've always been happier. And I, I see it in my life, in my siblings' life. Um, both me and my husband, we have some siblings that aren't active in the church anymore. A lot of the times when I talk to them, it's a lot more negative things. And I'm like, do they not see their siblings that are really happy in the, in the gospel all the time? Like, do they wish they had that? Because a lot of the times in the world now when we see anxiety and depression, it's a really big problem. But I think people discount the power that God has. He's all powerful. And so we can get through things with him. We absolutely can. And I love your positive outlook on life and that you've been able to, you know, I mean, we all struggle. Like you said, we all struggle. We all worry. I can relate to my mom is a big warrior too. So I've kind of seen that up close and I have some kids that are really big warriors. And so that's what I kind of try to tell them the same thing. Like, well, can you do anything about it? Like worry is not actually helping you, but that you've been able to to take that and and turn that kind of over to the Lord and just say, okay, but I can find all this other joy in my life because of God. That's amazing. Can you tell me, other than worrying, what are some of the other roadblocks that you have faced in your life as you've navigated your journey of faith and, and works to develop a relationship with the Savior? Well, I don't mean to like categorize everybody into one box, but I've talked about this before with my family, with my husband about how like, you know, back when they used to have men's session and women's session of conference, it always seemed like the men's session was like, repent, do better. You need to do better at everything. And then the women's session was like, you're amazing. A lot of the biggest problem everybody has is, and what I've had in the past is, am I good enough? Am, am I really doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And I'm really grateful that I've never had, you know, the deep lows where I've doubted everything because everybody has questions, everybody has doubts, and there's two paths you can go down and you can listen to the negative things that people say and kind of look at the the bad stuff that they're trying to show you and that can bring your testimony down. Or you can choose to just read the scriptures and read what the prophets and the apostles have said. It's easy when you have blessings in life, like the pride cycle, when you have prosperity, it's easy to be prideful and lazy and not do what you're not, not do what you're supposed to do. And so for me, it's been overcoming that the natural man um, and kind of choosing to, to believe. I, I have found joy in just going back to the basics. I think you posted about that a couple days ago, like, um, I'll have to find a talk that I really liked that my my brother and sister-in-law shared with me about how a lot of people get hung up on these deep doctrine of the gospel and like, oh, is this true? Is this true? Do we need to worry about all these social things? And this guy was saying like, no, like we focus on Jesus Christ being our savior and that the restoration is true. You know, Joseph was a prophet. And if you just focus on those things, everything else will fall into place. I'm probably going to have like more doubts in the future and that kind of thing, but 
right now I can have joy and eternally I'll have even more joy. I, that's so good. That's so good. I think that um, there's a lot of people that can relate to having questions or having doubts or not really knowing everything because we're just mortals, right? And we don't have the whole picture in front of us. And sometimes that's really hard. I don't know about you, but for me, I want to see everything right now. Like I'm not very patient with in trying to understand the big picture like i just want to see it all and that's not actually how the lord works most of the time at least not for me um he reveals things line upon line and i have to search and seek and act and knock and all those things that that you know help me to find the answers to my questions but doubt is a real thing like having questions is a real thing and that's not a bad thing you know and so the fact that you've been able to kind of navigate that and make peace with that we all need to make peace with that at some point, you know, that we just aren't going to understand everything and it's okay. And like you said, focus on the basics. The That's the foundation is what matters. The rest of it, we can have faith that it'll work out, right? Yeah. The, the two things that come to mind is the Elder Uchtdorf quote that's like, doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith, which it's easy to say, it's sometimes hard to do. But there, I, I have peace in knowing that um, I can't remember which scripture it is in the Book of Mormon, but there's a scripture that specifically mentions that you know, eventually God is going to reveal to us, is it Book of Mormon or Doctrine and Covenants, but eventually we are going to be able to get answers. And so it's not just up in the air. We're never going to know about anything. It's there, there will come a time when we are spiritually ready to receive those yeah, answers. Absolutely. And just trusting God with the muddy middle in the meantime, trusting that he can see everything and that it will all work out, right? Even the things that, that we don't understand or the questions that we don't have answers to quite yet. But he's got it all under control. And that makes me feel better because I realize that I just, my my vision is so limited. And so I'm grateful that there's someone who knows it all. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be me. So another thing that you mentioned is that you sometimes struggle with feelings of inadequacy. You're not feeling like you're enough. How have you kind of navigated through that. I think that's a big one for a lot of people. Oh yeah. It happened a lot more when I was younger, um, like high school years. And I feel like that's a really common time for that to happen because you're growing and you're changing and you're like, who am I? And what do I believe? And um, at one point, like I did end up homeschooling and that helped. Like I was at, at home with my family more when I had my first baby. There was like anxiety all the time about like, I'm, I'm not doing this right. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I feel like every first time parent has that. And I, I still have it sometimes now with my second daughter, uh, not as often, but I have told my family and I've told my husband that I think people forget how powerful the mind really is. Some people do need a lot of, you know, medical help and medicine. And I'm grateful for that modern medicine and technology that people can have that. But so I've learned to train my brain that, and with the help of God and with the help of the Holy Ghost, that you don't just think, oh, I'm so anxious, I'm so anxious. And so I've just learned, you know, the small things, like if I'm feeling stressed or anxious, maybe I start singing a primary song in my head. Something as small as that can invite the spirit in and help you to feel better. Even you can do more things, even like talk to your spouse about it. And they'll, like my husband, he'll tell you like, you're, you're good mom, Abigail, stop worrying about it. And, and I don't want to discount anybody's struggles or anything, especially with, you know, like mental health issues, that kind of thing. Cause I felt that. And I felt the, 
the anxieties that can loom on people about being good enough. But through the Holy Ghost, I've been able to overcome a lot of that. And I still struggle some, but um, if you let your mind dwell on something, it's you can either let it dwell on something good or bad. And so as a mom, sometimes you're home all the time. You know, you, you have a lot of kind of empty time and time to get in your own head. And so, well, I've started to try and listening to podcasts, you know, church podcasts during the day or listening to church music, listening to talks, or it it doesn't even have to be church stuff, but listening to uplifting things. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. I can totally relate to that struggle of not feeling like you're good enough. That was like the story of my life, like all growing up into my early 20s. Like it took me like a good portion of my life to come to a place where I'm like, I'm okay. You know, like I'm okay. It doesn't need to be, um, a comparison all the time because that's what I kind of struggled with is comparing myself and wanting to feel like I was perfect and you know that's super easy to do these days with social media and other avenues that weren't really a thing back when I was navigating that you know but again like your joy <laughs> I just like I just want to bottle it up and like bring it to everybody in the world because I think like if we could just have a little bit of Abigail's like joy and zest for life like we would all feel good about ourselves <laughs> we would all be okay <laughs> I love that um okay so growing up in the church and you know just kind of having this experience of of being with this amazing family and having this amazing husband how has your relationship with the savior evolved over time like when did when do you feel like you actually gained that testimony of jesus christ and how has that evolved as you have grown i've never remembered a specific point where i'm like man now i'm fully converted like i i you know i have a new relationship i think little by little like line upon line like the scripture you quoted earlier like i've learned a little bit more and gotten a little bit closer to God. And, and, um, there were lots of good experiences I had with that in youth, of course, like going to the temple. I honestly think that a lot of my testimony has grown within the past couple months when I've been trying to discuss the gospel more. Um, because the more I discuss it, the more I learn and the more I love it. Um, I, I kind of sad to say, like, I don't even know if I've read the Book of Mormon straight through one time. I've probably read a bunch of the snippets, but not straight in one time. And it's been within the past month or so, past couple weeks, that not only have I been trying, you know, with sick kids, it's hard sometimes, but I've been trying to read, you know, Book of Mormon every night. But I've also been trying to actually get involved with Come Follow Me. But I really just think it's all about effort because nobody has to do the exact same thing to get the same amount of closeness to the savior. And so the more effort I put in, whether it be with, you know, listening to those podcasts or reading, come follow me, reading my scriptures and doing a little bit of family history. Each time I do that, I'm growing a little bit in that relationship with the Savior. Same as our earthly relationships, we we grow and we learn together. 
And when we have the Holy Ghost there with us, it makes for a very deep relationship. You talked about effort and that, I mean, President Nelson quoted that. I mean, like that was one of his quotes recently is that the Lord loves effort and effort brings rewards. And you're right, it will look different for everybody. And I love that you are trying and you're implementing these things and it's incremental and you're you're growing a little bit at a time. And I think that's how it is for for most of us, we may not be able to point to one particular experience where we're just like, that's when my testimony started. You know, it's just, it's incremental. It's over time. And it's as we implement the little things, um, the little things are big things in my mind. It's just like you said that earlier, you know, it's about just showing up and doing the little things. And Sometimes those feel just little and insignificant, you know, but they add up, they multiply over time. And then that's what helps us to feel grounded. And I love that. So what, what does it look like for you to be sharing the gospel with your friends? You said you've been having conversations with people who are not members of the church. What does that, what does that entail for you right now? Um, well, Honestly, I, I'm, I want to talk to more people. It's hard. I like moving to Maryland. I like know nobody here, so I don't really do much talking in person, (laughs) but I have a couple of friends that I talk to and, you know, um, I don't know necessarily which specific church or type of church they go to for, for one of my friends, but I noticed small things like this girl had like a little quote and it would have a scripture. And seeing this, like, I'm trying to do more scripture studying, and it's really nice to see, like, uplifting quotes that you share. Um, Because it's never going to really be that great if you go into a conversation with somebody, especially outside of the base, saying, like, oh, this is why I'm right and you're wrong. That's never good. (laughs) But um, it's been finding connections. There's another girl, and... Basically, we've kind of started to get to know each other's faiths more um, because there are probably misconceptions that we have about each other. And I think I've I've probably told her a couple things about the gospel that she didn't know beforehand. And there's a couple things I've learned about. I, I believe she's Presbyterian. There's a couple things that I've learned about her that I didn't know in ways that we're really similar. And, you know, a couple ways, I don't know, many different ways, maybe some little ways, but ways that were different. And I think when I was younger, I used to look for the differences a lot more when I was talking to people and to tell them things that I thought I needed to tell them. But instead of what I want to say, it's probably better to go by the spirit and say like, oh, I see that you do this. We also do that. And there's a way that it's a little different. But I've started to ask my one friend, like, I shared the Come Follow Me manual with her and the Old Testament Instant Man- in- Institute manual with her. And thankfully, she was actually really happy to receive all of those because I always warn people. I always say like, hey, like this has our church scriptures in it as well. It's going to have quotes to the Book of Mormon and other scriptures. And it's it's just nice to share goodness with each other, even though there are a couple things we know we disagree on. Yes, I love how intentional you're being about it just being, you know, connecting with people. I think that's scary for a lo- for a lot of people, <laughs> me included. You know, I mean, my daughter's serving a mission right now and um, we're just hearing all this stuff about love, share, invite, love, share, invite, and tell your, you know, who was it, Elder Razband, give away the Book of Mormon to the grocery store clerk or to, you know, your friends or your teachers or your neighbors. And that can be 
um, really scary for a lot of us. So uh, finding common ground like you're doing, that's awesome. You know, just being able to connect with each one of those people and meet them where they are and just say, well, here's, here's a little bit, you know, this is what I believe or whatever. And I think that most people are willing to have those discussions that are, you know, just civil. Okay, so looking at your life and your journey and your story of, of coming unto Jesus and, and learning about him and gaining the testimony, what is one major takeaway from that story that you could share that might potentially help somebody else who might be on a similar journey? Well, tough question, of course. <laughs> the thing is, um, I don't know how much everybody wants to hear what I have to say, because I'm probably going to say what they've already heard before, which is forget about all the stuff that doesn't matter in this life. Like we don't need to worry about the deep doctrine of what's going to happen in heaven right now. That doesn't matter. Read your scriptures and, and study with the intent to learn more instead of the intent to find fault, if that makes mm. sense back to the simple things. The simple things are what matters. I love that. That's, that's a huge takeaway. <laughs> like that's one I just want to like scream from the rooftops because I think we overcomplicate things so often. Yeah. It really is. The gospel is simple. It's incremental. It's, you know, line upon line. And if, if we really truly understood that, then I think it would, we, it wouldn't be so hard. It would, it wouldn't feel so hard. You know, sometimes yeah. I think it feels hard because we overcomplicate it. So I think that's amazing. Okay. I have one more question for you. And that is what does standing with the savior mean for you? Um, lately that has meant being willing to share the gospel more and willing to stand up for my beliefs in a in a civil way, because, you know, we are not the ones that are meant to say doom and gloom. Like, <laughs> like we can, we can worry about the goodness. We can worry about sharing the joy. And I, like a lot of people can be afraid of what people's response will be, but, um, you know, great will be our joy if we can bring but one soul unto, unto the savior. Right. So there's, there's not much I can do right now in this stage of my life, you know, you know, staying at home with the kids, like, well, I am raising them in the gospel. That's a big thing, right? That's a big thing. Yeah, don't minimize <laughs> that. <laughs> those are, like you said, lots of small things can actually seem pretty big. By small and simple things are great things brought to pass. Um, so the chances when I don't have to talk with a lot of people, I'm trying to make habits in my home. Um, because the best way I can stand with him and more so be an example of the Savior it's to do what he commands and to do what he says and follow his example in, in following God's commandments. So, yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much, Abigail, for being willing to come here and share your story with us. I know it will be inspiring for, for lots of people who are in a similar situation to yours. And even if they're not in a similar situation to yours, <laughs> your simple faith and joy of the gospel and of life is just contagious. So thank you so much for, for being here. All right, my friends, 
Isn't Abigail so cute and fun? I wish you could sit across the screen for her from her like I did and see just how cute she is. <laughs> She's literally adorable. And I loved our conversation. I loved what she shared about the simple joys of the gospel, about the small and simple things that yield great results, about sharing the gospel with our neighbors and friends and not being afraid to do that. And by really just getting back to the basics and not worrying about the things that don't matter. All of that resonates with me so much. I think we sometimes get get stuck in in the in the thick of thin things as president monson once said it in the thick of things that really don't matter and if we can get back to the basics and stop making it so complicated it will help us to make more progress in our lives and i love how abigail's story pointed that out and i'm so grateful that she shared it with us if you want to connect with abigail you can find her on instagram at home can be a heaven and i will link it in the show notes so you just click on that go give her a follow on instagram she shares that account with her sister and it's adorable just like they are and I have another resource that I wanted to tell you about if you listen to this podcast and you love what you hear and you're ready to stand and you want to apply the gospel principles into your life and start to make more forward momentum more spiritual positive spiritual momentum as president nelson said i have a new resource for you i have gone through all of the general conference talks from this past october 2022 general conference and i have pulled out every invitation from every speaker the things that they have asked us to do or invited us to do and compiled them all into one download one pdf download that is available to you for free it has all of the invitations and there's kind of a lot of them and so that you do not get overwhelmed i've even included a section to help walk you through what to do with the invitations how do you narrow it down how do you decide what to focus on so you don't get overwhelmed and do nothing because we make progress in our faith when we apply the things the lord has asked us to do through his prophets which is all these invitations. That's what they are. The prophets, seers, and revelators, and other officers of the church. And if we can apply them, we will make massive spiritual progress. So my friends, in the, in the episode description, in the show notes, there is a link. You click on it. You can download this for free and make it a part of your study and application process for the next six months. All right. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so, again, honored to be your guide along this journey, and I am grateful to stand with you. I will see you back here again next week, my friends. Until then, have a great week. Bye. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me today. If you are ready to dive in deeper and join the stand movement, Find me on Instagram at Lynette Shepard, that's two N's, two P's, and an A-R-D, or at LynetteShepard.com. If you like what you heard today, please consider sharing the show with a friend or leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. That works wonders in helping us to find the people that we can help. Thank you again, and remember, you were born to stand. See you next time.